0: alice went to be with the lord this week and uh and it was a uh, the lord was with us in a in a very peaceful powerful way there was no defeat it was there's a time to be born and there's a time to die uh, the lord wouldn't use that word because of our our concept and perception of death as such a final horrible thing uh he said concerning Lazarus when when they came and told him Lazarus had was deceased had died he said Lazarus is asleep and the disciples being worn out like most of us get sometimes but following Jesus around on foot all day and and, uh, they were tired and they said well if he sleepeth He doeth well. (laughs) We could all use some sleep. But then the Bible said that Jesus spoke plainly unto them. Simply, he put it in words that they could get. Lazarus is dead. Same thing happened when they went to Lazarus' home. If you'd been here, death would not have won. Death would not have conquered. You could have healed him and raised him up. Jesus began to explain, I am the resurrection. I am the life. Death did not win. Death is not final. Death is subject to me. Walk to the tomb. Amen. And because of cooperating faith, he didn't just do that in his sovereignty. He said, roll the stone away. Did you know he could have took his finger? And that stone would have just rolled on its own. But there is a law, and we need to be graduates of spiritual law, because it can work for you, and it can work against you. And the devil understands and applies spiritual law. And and there they are. Hallelujah. We've been praying for them, but they're back, and it's all right. Praise God. Did not I say unto you that if you would believe, because reason... Always argues with faith. Amen? What does he want water for? What does he want water? Bring, bring, him, bring him water. What does he want water for? And, and you know, you've got to bypass reason. Nike sold a whole lot of shoes and coats and shirts. They had a slogan some years ago that really was an advertising boon for them. Just do it. You know what that meant? If you're thinking about whether to go to the gym or not, quit thinking about it and just do it. Because if you think about it long enough, you ain't going to do it. Amen? If you're thinking about not having that second piece of coconut custard... No, you're thinking about having it. (laughs) No, if you're thinking about not having it, Just do it and don't do it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Whatever He says to you, do it. So faith is is acting on God's Word regardless of how you feel or what you see or what your reasoning tells you. By now, He's stinking. That's pretty good reasoning. He's been in there for three days and they didn't embalm Him. He stinks. He's decomposing in there. Death is final. Death is done. You're too late. Nothing can be done now. And Jesus said, did not I say unto you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Well, did something occur in their heart? They act on His Word. You know what they did? Did they say, oh, yes, Lord, we believe. No, they roll the stone away. I said they roll the stone away at Thy Word. Toiled all night, caught nothing, reasoned said, If you fished all night and caught nothing, there ain't no fish to catch. Jesus said, Go back out. Amen. They're wore out. Go back out into the deep and throw your net again. Well, we're tired, we're weary, it's useless, we're just expending useless energy. <laughs> but Peter caught himself and said, But at thy word. great if Christians would express their faith by just acting on the word Amen Amen. just act on the word act on the word act on the word so many people get up in the morning they're not prepared to act on God's word they got their mind all going (laughs) what was it Larry said to Mo no it was Mo said to Larry (laughs) Every time you think, you weaken the nation. Can you say amen? <laughs> a mind is a terrible thing to waste. It's, when, when it gets in conflict with faith, you just can't reason it out. Whatever he says to you, don't think about it twice. Don't try to figure it out. Just do it. He's not asking you to change water to wine. He's asking you to do an act of faith so He can change water to wine. Can you say? He's not asking you to raise the dead. He's asking you to do an act of faith so He can raise the dead. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. But at some point, Christians got to start acting on the Word. Just do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get up out of that bed. Get up off of that thing. Hey Amen. Listen, a guy's... Yeah, that's James Brown. I'm sorry. I had a, I had a flashback. I, I had a flashback. There's a black man in me just trying to get out. I, I look white on the outside. <laughs> he comes to a man laying on a pallet. He's discouraged, he's defeated, he's disgruntled, he's dis-everything dis, he's got it. He's hopeless and he's helpless. And Jesus comes up to him and said, rise! Well, a man can't get up. And he's telling a man who can't get up to get up. He couldn't rise up on the outside initially. But he rose up on the inside. When Jesus said, rise, His Spirit stood up. And when His Spirit stood up, His willingness to obey by faith, not by feeling. Because He didn't feel like He could get up. But He got up. Hallelujah. Rise and do what? Take up your bed and walk. At some point, faith has to become active. It can't just be... There's a Scripture, and I want to explain it before we get into it. I guess we're already into it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Here I am, waiting upon the Lord. Here I am. You know, it's going to be a long wait. You know how God is. (laughs) He just does things when He's ready. In fact, I think I'm going to sing that song while I'm waiting. When the Lord gets ready, you got to move, but you got to move, you got to move. Wait. Here I am. Bless me if you can. Bless me if you're able. Bless me if it's your will. Bless me. I need the blessing. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not doing anything but what you said to do. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting to mount up with the wings of an eagle and run and never be weary and walk and not faint I'm just waiting see the problem is wait Publix there was a big fight in Temple Terrace at the Publix Deli because somebody got in front of somebody else that that was recent somebody got in front of somebody and somebody cussed somebody behind the counter and somebody behind the counter come out because people don't like to wait are impatient, impulsive. Wait is not take a number and wait your turn. It's not in a doctor's office. Find me a magazine, something while I'm waiting. I, I rush to get here on time and it's been 45 minutes and I'm tired of waiting. You know what wait means in the Hebrew? Would you like to know what the Bible means so that you don't just take a number and sit down on your fate? It means to bind together by twisting. Yes, come on. That means waiting is an active thing. Yes. If you are taking three strands of rope and binding it together by twisting it, you're very active. You're not passive and sedimentary. You're doing something. He said, rise. You've got to get up to get healed. And reason says, i got to get healed to get up. Amen? Isn't that what logic and reason says? You can't can't use faith and logic and reason simultaneously. One has to give way to the other. And God's not asking you to figure it out. He's just asking you to do it. If you're going to have prayer for the flu, don't lay in all the stuff that you plan on taking for ten days. Get up! Get out of bed! I have prayed before when I was sick. Too sick to go to work. But I got up after prayer and went to work. And by the time I got to work, I was well enough to work. At some point, you've got to act on your faith. (laughs) Hallelujah. Faith isn't jumping to conclusions. Faith is concluding to jump. Amen. At some point we got to shake ourselves, church. We got too many promises. We got too much word of God given to us. It's time we started acting on it. They that wait actively seek God. Everybody say, actively seek God. <laughs> shall mount up with wings as an eagle, and shall run and not be weary. I'm gonna tell you when people get stimulated by faith. There's a there's a bloodhound that went viral on YouTube. Bloodhounds are not known for their energy. Most of the time, if they're not chasing convicts, you know what they're doing? They're laying on a rug in front of a fireplace, looking like they're dead, laying on a porch. You've seen the old bloodhounds. You see them at a hillbilly house. I'm a hillbilly. I can talk about me. I'm from Kentucky. You see them at a hillbilly shack, laying on the porch at... Too lazy to scratch the fleas that are biting them. Amen. Seriously, seriously. And there's an old female bloodhound that the owner said that dog is the laziest thing I have ever seen. They love her to pieces, but she's just a she just lays all day long. But a race came by, thirteen mile marathon, and the dog decided, look at all them people running. And if you, if you tried to enter that dog in a 13-mile race, people would say you're crazy. But that dog got stimulated by seeing everybody else run. And she decided, I don't know where they're going, but I think I'm going to run along with them. And that dog ran 13 miles and came in seventh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, she stopped along the way and rested a little bit, but she kept on running. She just and the and the owner could not believe that that's mad. If it was a greyhound, if it was a greyhound, you'd say, hey, they are born and bred to run. They are they are felt and they are they are muscular and they are streamlined. But this ain't no greyhound. This is an old, old, lazy. (laughs) blood ham. <laughs> but people are running and it inspired her to run i don't you know we're in a race and the bible said we are to run with patience don't see that as wait sit in complacency and and because after a while while you're waiting on the lord to move and nothing happens because you ain't moving at all after a while, you're going to be questioning God's faithfulness. You're going to be questioning the veracity and the authority of God's word. You're going to be questioning his promises and his presence in your life. And now the devil has you over, out of faith, and moving into unbelief. And I don't want to be sidelined while other people are running with patience. That Patience is used two ways in Scripture. One is to just... Just wait. But the other, and the most frequently used and applied in context, is persevere. Keep on keeping on. Can you say man? Hallelujah. If I want to talk to old school, and he's not here, and I can't talk to young school. He ain't young? He's he young to me. <laughs> amen. He may not be young to you because he, he's your little baby boy but he's how old are you 49 young whimper snapper man i was flying at 50 i was flying high and flying low amen persevere persevere lay aside every sin and weight that does so see everything's not sin Everything I've heard people tell me, I'd say, you know, you you need you might need to take care of that in your life. Well, where's the Bible say it's sin? Well, the Bible is not just talking about sin; it's talking about every weight that is in the way and slowing you down, and thereby slowing God down in you and through you. Can you say, man? <laughs> hallelujah seeing that we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every sin and weight that does so easily beset us and run with perseverance Can you say, man, the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, who is the author. Every time I look to Jesus, I want to get up and run. Every time I look at me, I want to sit down and lay down. Jesus brings the greyhound out in a bloodhound. Can you say amen. Glory be to God. How many would like to mount up this morning with wings as an eagle and run and not be weary and walk and not faint? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. They that wait actively pursue God and act on His Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I remember running. When I was young, I could run. I could run. I, I drove my car a route that I ran on foot five, six, seven miles without getting winded. I just love, sometimes when, when it cool, started cooling off, I like to get out in Sephner Mango area and just run for the sheer joy of running. And I'm going to tell you something. In Jesus Christ, there's a joy, Brother Taylor, in staying in the race. And there's a joy in running it to the finish line. And I don't want to stumble, drag, bellyache across the finish line. I want to run. Listen, there's a lot of people passing people up. People have been in church for years. They're not just getting passed up by young people, but people that understand and appreciate the fact that if we keep our eyes on Jesus and not on ourself and our circumstance, and if we continually apply and act on His Word, God is going to turn a bloodhound into a greyhound. Because if that old mama bloodhound can run 13 miles, Oh yes, she had to stop and rest. I do too. Praise God, but I rest in the Lord. But if she can do it <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't you know Don't you know that, that don't you know that boxer of yours could do it? That pit bull of yours could do it? Listen, if a old mama, if an old mama bloodhound can do it <laughs> We ain't talking about no old mamas up here now. Why don't we make it clear? We're talking about old mama dog. <laughs> We need some mounting up. We need some. An eagle. That had been wounded. And was. Had a bound up wing. Because someone took it in. And put it in the pen. With the chickens. And the ducks. And he's walking around in there. And he's. Pecking with the chickens. And he's walking around with the ducks. None of these are designed for the air and the heights. But he is. And his wing is healing. And he's walking back and forth with chickens and ducks. And there's a pin has no top on it because the chickens can't fly that high. And the ducks, they're content just to stay right down in there. And the eagle said, my soul is like a barnyard duck. My soul is like a barnyard duck. Listen, if you are called to fly the heights and you stay with the ducks and the chickens, after a while, your wings do you no good. Don't do you no good to be an eagle if you're content my soul is like a barnyard duck walking around in the barnyard muck. But sometimes when I turn my eye to the clear blue sky, it occurs to me, I was born to fly. Can you say man? Hallelujah. And once, once that happened, once that happened, and that eagle figured out i am born to fly i believe i can <laughs> come on hipsters you know the song come on i know you're not that far not that sanctified can you say man that you've never i believe i can i believe I can Boy, y'all into pop music, I can tell you right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe that waiting on the Lord will produce that in your life? And waiting on the Lord is not sitting complacent. It is actively seeking God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And acting on His Word. Wait means to bind together by twisting in the Hebrew. So it's entirely different from what immediately occurs to our mind. And if all of the people who are sitting on their faith would get up and use their faith. Whew. Hallelujah. Amen. You get discouraged? Some. The psalmist not David but Asaph, who had a lot of trouble, talked about it, was forthright. He said he said, You know, he said, You know, when he said, I'm so discouraged. I can't speak. It connotated in the actual Hebrew, I am too discouraged to even pray. It hurts to pray. He talked about further hurt in that discouraged state. He said he said when I read your promises and I hear the testimonies of all you've done for your covenant people, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. It throws me into deeper discouragement. Because then I'm saying, look what you promised. Look what you did for them. But here am I. And nothing, no help is coming. Nothing is occurring. I'm too discouraged to even continue to pray. And the devil is cackling and laughing. Because in this room, in this room, every one that names the name of Jesus, every born-again child of God, Amen. God, you're a new creation. Amen. And when you get tired, amen, of waddling and walking like a duck in the barnyard muck and when you decide i was born to fly hallelujah and you understand if i keep seeking god god is not going to fail me hallelujah if i keep seeking god and don't quit and i don't get discouraged and dissuaded and distracted something's going to have to give and it won't be me and it won't it, it, it won't be it won't be God, it will be the circumstance that I'm in, the circumstance that I'm facing. Something's got to give and God isn't going to budge an inch. Hath He not said it? Hath He not said it? And will He not do it? In fact, He said, I watch over my word. Every time it goes out of my mouth, I watch over my you somebody said remind him of his word. You don't have to remind him of his word. You need to be reminded of his word. Remind yourself of his word. God is not the one letting down. It's our own weak flesh and our crazy minds. He watches over his word to do what? Perform it. You stand on it actively. Apply it to your life. Just do it in the name of Jesus, for heaven's sakes. Just do it. Hallelujah. You know what he says, Malachi three. By an act of obedience. This is not, this, this is more about faith and obedience. It is about money. So don't see just money and transactions. Malachi 3, prove me. You know what prove me means? By an act of obedience and faith. Prove in the Hebrew means put me to the test. You can't put God to the test until you obey by faith His Word. But when we begin to obey by faith His Word, then God is either going to perform His Word or be unfaithful. No, the unfaithful is going to be we're not going to put Him to the test. We're going to go ahead and accuse Him of being unfaithful before we act on His Word by faith. We don't give Him a chance. How often did they tempt Him in the wilderness? He brought them out with a mighty hand. How oft did they tempt him in the wilderness? Amen. It took him forty years to make a 40-day journey. How oft did they tempt him in the wilderness? Hebrews chapter 4 says, Amen, lest there be in beware, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. For they had the gospel in type and foreshadow, preached unto them, just like we have unto us, but it did not Profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They had His Word. They had His promise. They had seen His miracles. Psalm 78 said, How oft did they tempt Him in the wilderness? Yea, they turned back. They turned back. They turned back. And the moment they did, it said, and limited the Holy One of Israel. Amen. He was ready to give it to them then. And it took 40 years for a generation to decide that they were tired of complaining and accusing God. And they decided, we're going to act on His word. Amen? Amen. I'm going to tell you something about the complaint department in heaven, it's closed. It's flat out closed. <laughs> it's been closed for a long, long time. You're not going to get God to sympathize with you. Because he don't want to give you sympathy, darling. He wants to give you victory. Can you say man? glory to God hallelujah he wants to get you out of that victim state I got to tell you one more thing this may be the sermon and then we're just going to praise him for the answer we may do this completely backward today amen listen very carefully I preached in Merritt Island with a with a with a, a guy retired from the transit system uh in in New York City and uh he was an officer in the New York he wasn't a cop he was a Subway cop, I guess you'd call a transit officer, and we preached together. One night I preached, one night he preached, and he, there were areas of New York like there is in Chicago and Philadelphia and, and Queens, where there is a ghetto uh, area, uh, and and there's people with that ghetto mentality. And he was talking about the ghetto mentality, but he said that's not just something unique to ghettos. So he said there are Christian people. With that mentality that I can never do better. I can never go forward. I can never look to see anything change. I'm locked into whatever I am because of my immediate circumstances. I can't ever hope to see any changes. And he told the story about what he always would witness and share and, and preach to people with that. He said, we've got to get rid of the ghetto mentality. And spiritually, we've got to get rid of the ghetto mentality. And he told the true story. They, 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 the, the people who are, what, PETA and some of these other groups that care about animals, the humane society, a little zoo closed that had an old lion an old lion in a cage where he took 10 steps one way when he wasn't laying down just lay in there he took 10 steps and he hit the wall so he turned around he took 10 steps and he hit the wall and he took and that was his life when he did move it was 10 steps one way and 10 steps back And that's the only life he ever knew. And they rescued him to keep him from being euthanized. He's an old lion. And this is the only life he's ever knew. He's in a cage, but he wasn't designed to live in a cage, but on a beautiful savanna where he could run free. He was born free, amen, but in prison. Listen very carefully. If we keep limiting God and we don't get renewed in the spirit of our mind, wherever you are, you are in a cage, amen. You are as as captive as that lion was captive, and that's why something has to click up here. Something's already been done in here, but it's got to, instead of getting, listen, instead of getting from up here, down here, It's got to get from in here back up there. You've got to be renewed in the spirit of your what? Everybody got one point to it. Almost 100%. Somebody else is going, we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Everybody say it with me. My My mind matters. Let this what? Mind be in you. You've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let this mind be. You've got to get rid of this. Oh, if I can't figure it out, I can't believe it. Oh my Lord, how many, how many still bake potatoes in the oven? Microwave oven. I knew it. How many understand the principles by which those microwaves are cooking the tater? You you might know, but out of this whole bunch, we got one person who kind of understands the principle. But how many don't understand the principle and still use your microwave? How many remember your first microwave? I remember the first one. And I thought microwave. Ooh. You put the potato in, you get back, because it might put some of them rays on you. Because I don't know what's cooking it. I just know rays. I think of a ray gun, and I don't know. I don't want to get zapped by the microwave. But now, you put your potato in, you hit cook, you don't even think about it. Do you understand how it works? Not necessarily. But by faith that somebody who does know how it works has made it not to blow up on you or hurt you. How many's ever crossed the Sunshine Skyway? That's a... Howard Franklin, Howard Frankenstein, they call it, bridge. Especially when people are out from work. Do you ever stop and pray before crossing? Lord, I, I don't know the architects that drew this up. I don't know how much rebar is in here, how much is required, where they put enough. I don't know whether this bridge will hold me up. No, you know what you do? Like Do like that old dog. You see all them cars and trucks flying across there and you said, You know what? That thing will hold you up. I don't have to pray about it. Well, why do you cross it? By faith that the people that build it knew what they were doing. Don't you? You got faith. <laughs> I got faith. It's time we used our faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. A man came to a river, true story, back in the turn of the century. It was froze over. He started taking a step, but he was afraid he would fall through if he went very far. He took a step, and he'd step back. He said, what if, what if, what if, it, what if it falls through, what if it falls through, what if it falls through? He couldn't get up the courage to walk across that river. He was going to have to go ten miles to find a place in the snow and blizzard conditions, he said, if I, if I don't get across this river, I, I'll probably die trying to walk that ten miles to a bridge. And he's saying, oh, I'm trying to gain the courage. And, and a sleigh loaded with logs, who had the sleigh thing on it, and pulled by four mules, loaded with firewood, came up and without skipping a beat. This thing, four mules and a sleigh loaded with firewood, just sailed right across that river. Because he knew the river. And he knew it was thick enough to hold the sleigh, the firewood, and the mules and himself. Well, the guy that's sitting there <laughs> and afraid to cross, you know, something clicks. Can you say man? Something clicks. Something clicks. You know what clicks? If they can... Cross it with all of that weight. It's sure enough going to hold me up. And here he goes. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Wow. Something's got to click. Whereby, listen, seeing this is to help it click that we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. All of those people have tried his word and found them to be true. Can you say man? Stood on the word and God stood up and moved in their behalf. Seeing that we're compassed with all of these people who have proved God. And God proved himself faithful to them. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Laying aside every sin and weight. And one of the weights... You got to figure out the weights, the things in the way of your faith. My wife was talking about fixing up an area that we had had to kind of move around. She said, "I want to go back on my back porch and work my puzzle and listen to my praise music." Because if you just decide to sit in front of the TV, not one edifying, spiritually thing is going to occur. I'm saying there's a time to watch a program. I'm I love the animated stuff (laughs) so far there's no adultery in the animated stuff I haven't seen olive oil nude (laughs) nor do I want to can you say I never knew what they were arguing about but you know different strokes for different folks (laughs) amen but you gotta do something Have it click, seeing that we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every sin and weight that does so easily beset us, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Consider Him! That suffered such a great contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest you do what? Listen, here comes the mind again. Your mind matters. Lest you be weary and faint in your own mind we've got a spiritual ghetto mentality in the church of jesus christ and we're no different than that old lion we are like those barnyard ducks water walking around in the barnyard muck amen and and we were designed but every now and then that eagle said when i look to the clear blue sky I understand that I was born to fly. Amen. And when it clicked in his mind, nobody had to take him to a a big high place and drop him off when he figured it out. And once his wing healed, amen, and he felt the strength back in it, he figured it out. And when he figured it out, he rose up. With wings as an eagle. And he headed up and up and up into that clear blue sky. And he looked back down at the ducks, content to waddle around in the barnyard muck. Can you say, man? And said, Y'all can just stay down there because I was born to fly. Can you say, man? Hallelujah! 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 If you're a Christian, you were born again to fly. I feel this today. I'm almost done with the sermon. Then we're just going to praise it. You haven't even paid me yet and I'm preaching like this. We're going to receive an offering at the end. So they took this old, toothless, depressed, Lion, and they loaded him up into a truck, and now he's in a confinement even smaller than the cage that he took 10 steps and 10 steps back. They took him to South Florida. There's a place down there where the the fences are around acreage. You can go through that place in a jeep with the windows up, and the lions run like they were born to run. They run free. And they couldn't wait to see the reaction of this old, toothless, depressed, barely making it lying when they turned him loose with all that space to roam and run and do what he was born to do. Born free. He was born free. He was put in that prison, but he was born free. I'm going to tell you something about the Son of God and when He saved you. Whom the Son Oh, I'm not talking about getting religion. I'm talking about something that Christ did in you and for you when you got saved. Whom the Son sets free. Is free indeed. To put it in modern language, for rizzle. Can you say man, For real. Come on, this is genuine freedom. For where the Spirit of the Lord is. Where the Spirit, and where is the Spirit? Oh, it's in this room. Oh, it's more than in this room, my darling. Amen. In you and in me. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Whom the Son has set free is really, honestly, genuinely free. And if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. Not up here, but by applying it to your life. Not intellectually, but experientially. If you continue to walk in the light of my word and apply it to your life, you will know the truth experientially. And the truth will make you free. You just keep on grabbing hold of what God said instead of what you feel. You just keep on declaring what God said instead of what you see. Amen. You get like those horses at St. Augustine. There's so much traffic down there when the tourists get in, it's scary. But you know what they got on the horses that pull the wagons? So they're not distracted by the traffic and the danger around them, they put blinders on them, they take away their peripheral. You know what the Bible said? Let thine eyes look straight on before thee. Look ye neither to the right, because there's a distraction, nor to the left, for there's a discouragement. But let thine eyes look straight on before thee. Can you say me? You've got to keep looking unto Jesus. You know what that means? It doesn't mean glancing at him when the trouble comes. It means setting your gaze upon him. So when the trouble comes, you don't have to run to Him. You're already there. Amen. Can you say "Man," And you stand in faith. And God is a delivering God. Yes. But we've got a ghetto mentality spiritually. And it's not just in denominational, nominal churches. It's in the Pentecostal Charismatic Church as well. Amen. Amen. So they deliver this line to all of these acres in the back of this truck. They let the ramp down. They open the gate. They step away and get in their jeep. Get back in the truck. And they're all watching him. What's he going to do? He's free. But he's been in prison so long. And you know what holds back revival? Ghetto mentality in Christians. We've been content where we are. we got just enough of God to know we're saved but not enough of God to demonstrate His wonderful power and grace. We can't be living epistles until we can get some semblance of victory in our life. And there is victory for you and me, but it's got to click. They let him out. You know what he did when he hit the ground? You know what you'd think he would do since he's free? (laughs) Kick his heels up. Run like crazy. Sometimes my my dog, my dog's getting older. He don't do it much anymore. He's eight years old. That's 56 in our, and I thought, Lord, have mercy. Dog's slowing down at 56. What's going to happen to me? (laughs) But he has a joy run. He has a joy run. You know, that used to happen in church. People used to do what that dog does. When he gets so much joy, he can't contain it. So he just runs. He ain't chasing a squirrel. He ain't after a possum. He's just gone, buddy. He just takes off and goes, Woo! And then he come back, Woo! And, and then he goes, Woo! And then he goes, Woo! And I'm thinking, You're going to have a heart attack and die. You're at 56. <laughs> we start off Sunday mornings in God's house. Anybody seen the old pumps? First thing you do, you've got to pour water in it before you can even pump it. You've got to give it water to get water. It has no water on its own. You've got to prime it in order to pump it. We're priming it with the word of God. We're pumping it with anointed preaching. <laughs> we expecting some water. How many expecting some water? Expect, oh Holy Ghost, water. Hallelujah. Old Lion got out. He looked around. Truck pulled away. He's standing. Several hundred acres. There's no fence nowhere in sight. Eight, nine, ten. There's no cage around him. But in his mind, he's still a prisoner. Come on. He's got the opportunity to be free. And he's taken... And this is documented. He took 10 steps... And took ten steps. There's no wall to hold him, no bars to keep him in. But he's in his mind, he is so set in that mindset that though he is free, he cannot enjoy his freedom or employ his freedom. See, you've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I have to be renewed in the spirit, the spirit, the spirit of my mind. Because if you don't ever let faith have a place that causes you to not just sit and say, I don't know why God's blessing them. And I don't know why God's blessing her. And I don't know why. Well, he must have some greater faith. No, honey. Uh, people want to lay that on me. Brother then, well, you must have the gift of faith. I don't claim a gift of faith. God may grant it to me for a special occasion. My faith is very simple. I believe the Word of faith. you know where faith comes from initially? For everybody here, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Moody said, I had a real problem with my faith. I prayed for years, God give me faith. And he said, then one day as I was studying for a sermon, I read, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Almighty God, and I have been studying the word, and faith has been growing ever since. It clicked. It clicked. It clicked. It clicked. The day he decided to take the word at face value and apply it to his life, faith rose up on the inside of him. After a while, the line. prisoner that was really free and didn't have a renewed mind to his freedom looked and saw other lions look at him looking at him like what is wrong with you what is your problem where did you come from I come from Queens, <laughs> yeah, man. I come from Brooklyn, I come from Ebo City, <laughs> I come from Dover, <laughs> Six Mile Creek. You know what? He began to figure something out, it began to click. There's no cage, the cage is in my mind now. The cage is in my mind. What's holding me back is me and my stinking thinking. Everybody say stinking thinking. And he began to walk past that 10th step and found out there was 11th step. And I ain't hit no wall. There's a 12th step. I don't need to turn around and go back. I ain't hit no wall. 15 steps. I ain't hit no wall. Twenty steps, I ain't hit no wall. Thirty-five steps, I ain't hit no wall. You know why I ain't hit no wall? Cause there ain't no wall. And you say, man, there ain't no wall. There ain't no wall. I'm free. 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 I'm gonna do it for you because I know you ain't gonna do it. Amen. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Thank God I'm free. Come on, we got any black folks in here? Is there any black folks? I'm looking, I'm looking. Lions started singing. Free at last. Free at last. Jesus Christ, wrote and emancipation, proclamation. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. You ain't under that old master. But you got to do more than sit complacently as the word is delivered unto you. They had the gospel preached unto them. How did that happen? They all drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. It was a type and foreshadow of Christ. The physical water for their bodies was symbolic of the spiritual water for our souls. They all drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. When Moses smote the rock and there was no water, water poured out of the rock. When Jesus was smitten on the cross, living water became available to the thirsty soul. In that sense, they had the gospel Our gospel preached to them in the old covenant. But it did not profit them at all. Not being mixed with what? That essential to victory. Faith in them that heard it. I'm going to brag on me without pride and with deep humility. If you've come here You've heard enough of the word for faith to grow in you. You can't the only way you can sit here and not have faith grow is not receive it and not mix no faith with it. And God gives you the faith to mix with it, because to every man, everybody say that means me. Look over to your neighbor and say me, me and you. That means me and you. To every man. Every man. I can't believe is a is a lie out of the pit of hell going to send people to hell. Everybody, every man is given a measure of faith. But that measure can grow. But God gave everybody the ability to believe the truth when they heard it so that they could get saved when they hear the gospel. We preached the gospel down in the mission field where they had not heard the gospel, where there was no electricity, where there were no Bibles, And there was voodoo. And there was witchcraft. And there was all of these other superstitions and demonic activities. And people had their eyes opened, convicted of their sin, and came to Christ. And we didn't have to take them through a deprogramming thing and a reprogramming thing. God did it by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because to every man is given what? Every man. God said, I've given you enough faith to believe and be saved. But you can build on that measure. Faith can grow. It cometh. Can you say man? It cometh by hearing. And how you hear it. Do you hear it with an intention to act on it? Or is it just going to roll right off? Are you going to stay in that cage? Or are you going to get out of that ghetto mentality? Guess what? It's going to be in your lap. It'd be in my lap if I didn't bring you the Word. But I bring you too much word for take it on my shoulders. And if you want to live in a cage and if you want to waddle with a duck, all I can say is you're you're weird. In all the love I can muster, you are one weird duck. When you would choose barnyard muck. When you got evil, evil, when you got eagle wings, and you were born to fly. Listen to this carefully. I'm almost done. We're, we're actually, I'm not going to preach anymore. So just hang on just a little while longer. The complaint department in heaven is closed. God's waiting on Thanksgiving and praise. Can you say, man? That department's over 24 7. Glory be to God. And whoso offereth praise does what? Glorifies me. You say, well, Brother Vimble, I ain't going to be no hypocrite until it changes. I'm not going to thank him for it. Oh, no, no. The hypocrite's the guy that said, I'm not going to take God at his word unless I see something, feel something. That's the hypocrisy. No, don't you can't you can't lean on that. You're gonna have to assume some responsibility. I'm gonna have to assume it. Amen. I got sick when I started preaching on healing and seeing some miracles occur. I got sick. I got sick and thought I was gonna die. The devil laid it on me. He laid it on me, Sister Dale. I got sick preaching on healing. And talk about discouraged. I'm the one preaching healing so strongly, and I'm the man that's sick. What's wrong with this? What's up with that? Amen. My faith shook. My faith wavered. And I had to make a decision. Either get back on faith, or quit preaching healing. Get back on faith... Amen, and trust only in man, because god isn 't going to help me in my discouragement? Can you say, man, get back on my faith and get delivered or get out of the pulpit and go off and crawl in the hole somewhere and and get out there in the barnyard muck and woggle every Sunday into church with the ducks and I made a decision i don 't want the devil to kill me, but more important than me. Is the gospel that I preach The name that I bear The word that I declare is true Can you say Man, Lord I don't want this just so I can live longer I don't want this just so I can watch television Without pain I want this to bring glory To the name of the God And the Savior that I preach And I declare I want victory So people can say of my God Say it again. Say it loud. Say it proud. Oh, you say proud, proud. No, no, yes, I said proud. There's some things you are to boast in. Amen. Paul said, if, if he said, if I'm going to boast, there's one legal way to do it. If I'm going to speak out, hallelujah, is a legal way to do it. If I will glory, which means to boast in. Hallelujah. I will glory in the cross. I will boast in the cross. I will declare what he's done for me on that cross. Can you say amen? whereby the world is crucified to me and I'm crucified to the world ghetto mentality man came across a field he's cutting across he's been in the service he's been gone for a long time but he knows a shortcut home he's hitchhiked all the way but now he's on his feet he's got five miles to go he can follow the road and it'll be 10 miles. Or you can cut across pasture land and fields. And he knows the fields and the farmland. And he's cutting across. And he's been gone a long time. And he looks and he sees way in the distance. He sees a man pumping water with one of those old pumps. And he's just really pumping. And he's just going toward that man. He going to get me a cool drink of water from that old well. And I'm going to finish my trip home. And he starts getting closer and closer, watching that man. And that man is just. And he's thinking, well, I'm getting tired walking. I know that man, that man getting tired pumping. He got closer and closer and closer. And the man never stopped to take a breath, he just kept on. And as he got closer, he saw what was really happening. It wasn't a real man. It was some wooden thing made up like a man. (laughs) And there was a stream running right by. And there was a water wheel at the foot of that man. And every time that stream was turning that water wheel, they had a contraption built to where it, it came up. And move the arm of the guy pump, and he said, "I realized that man wasn't pumping water; the water was pumping the man. Can you say, man? hallelujah amen it 's got a click it 's got to click who he's thirsty. Let him go to church and sit. No, let him come to me and drink." Who? Oh, he that is thirsty. Let him go to church and sit down and say, Bless me if you can. I got news from you for you. I can't. If you ain't gonna drink this water, ain't nothing I can do for you until you do. Amen. There's a man bottling water and selling it for miracles. Get your house paid off, get you a bottle of water. People buying that water left and right. Amen. Come on, the guy is selling water. They exposed him back when Johnny Carson was on that he was a... a and he defended himself, well, was helping people. Something positive, not something negative. Their mind hadn't been renewed. Ju- they don't understand faith. They don't understand you can't get a trinket. You can't get a rabbit's foot. Come on, the Bible is not some good luck charm. It's the word of the living God, and heaven and earth will pass away. But God's word will remain forever. Can you say man, Hallelujah. It's time the water started to pump in the man. Glory be to God. You were given the Holy Spirit, and one of the symbols of the spirit is water. Before God would close the book, in the last book, the last chapter of the book of Revelation, the spirit says, "Come." the bride in the church says come and let he that heareth say come let he that heareth come and drink of the river before we ever get to heaven That river that's flowing from the throne of God is flowing by the Holy Spirit into the life of every believer. For if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He will also quicken, give life, that life, resurrection power, to your mortal body. That's in the present. That's not in the future. We came to church to drink today. We came to church to drink today. Drinking from the springs of living water. Happy. Now am I. My soul is satisfied. Can you say man? Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. And what's His call? Come and dine. The Master calleth. I am the bread of life. Come and dine. Come and dine. But you've got to have a relationship with God. Can you say, man, because this, bless me if you can, would wear me out if I kept trying to get you blessed. I can't put a smile on your face unless I fall over this bench. Can you say, man, and I'm too old to do that just to get a smile. Some, Some preachers give up on the Word and give up on revival and all they want to do is tell jokes the whole service. Because at least they solicit some kind of a response. Now, I I have joy, and I say some funny things. But I'm dead serious about faith. In fact, I'm dead serious about joy. (laughs) I'm dead serious about joy. My witness is enhanced in my opportunity to witness by the joy I have. When I go into Circle K, I go in with joy. And I've got a rep. I've got a reputation of people being happy to wait on me because I don't look like your average church person. Come on, I do not look like your average... Look at somebody and say, we're an above average church. Now say it like you mean it. You know we're above average. Look what we're doing. They're done and over with. Follow the protocol. It's over. It's done. The ghetto mentality is right there where it was. They walk in, they walk out, and they stay in their cage. They're satisfied. Nobody healed. Nobody delivered. Nobody saved and nobody set free. Us four and no more. Believe in fellowship as long as we're all on the same ship. Don't get a kingdom culture. Don't see God as bigger than your denomination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said, listen, when I tell you something and I give you a promise with it, the only way that you can prove me or put me to the test is obey by faith in what I've told you. But the day you do that, you put me to the test. Because I'm watching over my word to perform it. The day you act on it and apply it is the day that I'm going to perform it. Amen. But I'm not going to perform it while you're sitting in complacency and not acting on my word by faith. I can't do anything for you. I won't do anything. There's a law of faith. God will not violate it. Man comes to him blind. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He said, "What do you want?" By Bartimaeus, everybody knew what he wanted. Jesus acted like he didn't have a clue. He's God-incarnate, He's omniscient. He knew what he wanted, but he required faith. He said, "What do you want?" He said, "I want to see." He probably said, Duh. <laughs> but that would have been disrespectful. He said, I want my eyesight. And then he asked him something else. Do you believe? Do you believe I'm able? Are you ready to let your faith loose right here and right now? "Yay, Lord! He said, Go thy way. Be it unto you according to What? My will, when I get ready, no. according to your faith. According to your faith, so be it. You can stay in the cage by not using your faith. And you can complain about being in the cage. And you can accuse God of putting you there or leaving you there. But God didn't put you there. And God doesn't want you to stay in there whom the sun sets free? I don't care if it's cocaine. I don't care if it's uh, some kind of perverted sexual habit. It doesn't matter whom the sun sets free is free. Indeed, I don't care if it's alcoholism. I don't care if it's some kind of drug. Amen. What the real prison house is in the mind. And when you get renewed as a Christian in your mind, nothing will be able to hold you. Can you say, man? Nothing will be able to keep you in bondage for you. You have been translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. That has occurred spiritually. But you've got to get your mind renewed to what has already happened in your heart. Woo! Listen. Put off the old man with all of his deceits and his weaknesses and, and his habits and his hang-ups. Put off the old man and... Put on... No. Stop right there. You can't just put off the old and put on the new until something occurs. Put off the old man with his decease and his lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then, and only then, can you put on the new man created in righteousness. Amen. 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 I want you to say it again, my mind matters. matters. Oh, to keep your focus through a service. And to have you walk out of here focused on God's truth and God's word only. Hallelujah. Be like one of them horses in St. Augustine. Amen. They walk in that straight line. They're waiting for their master to tell them to turn left or right and when to go. They're not worried about the traffic. They're not bound up by fear. They're not distracted. Or they would have a panic attack and, and run off in a dead run and hurt people. But on every one of those horses, you're going to see something. In all of that traffic and chaos around them, right here, there's a blinder. And right here, there's a blinder. They can't see nothing but what's right in front of them. So what's over here and what's over there is not distracting or disturbing them. That's why the Bible said, set your focus. Let your eyes look straight on before you. Amen. look, what? Neither to the right nor to the To the left, we need some Holy Ghost blinders that said, I'm not going to believe what I feel or what somebody says or what this only thing I'm going to believe is what I see the Word of God telling me. My focus is on Jesus. My focus is on His Word. My focus is on God's faithfulness. Can you say man? It doesn't matter now what the doctor said. The doctor does not have the last word. God has the last word. Can you say man? Where's the answers to prayer? Where's the deliverance? Where's the happiness? Where's the joy? Where's the Holy Ghost revival God wants to send? Sitting in you sitting in me. I said it's sitting in you. And it's sitting in me. What is your weight this morning? That so easily besets you from running the race with the joy that you once had with the enthusiasm for christ that's with the energy that it brings i preach like this on sunday i'm going to tell you after i'm done i'm done I'm, I'm, i'm telling you take it out of you but i want you to know there's an energy in i'm energized for this because my focus is not on cnn I don't know what ISIS did over the weekend. It's not that I do not care. Amen. But I believe the only thing that's going to change America or the world is the return of Jesus. And before he comes, a Holy Ghost revival in the church of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And I can't focus on the problems of the world. And I can't focus on the flakiness of some of my family members. (laughs) I have to, come on, I have to focus on the one who said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I have to focus on the one that said the things that are impossible with men are possible with me. I have to, I have to set, I have to get rid of this. I'm just going to go to church and and go have a little sermonette. We're just a little church and I'm just biding my time till I'm put out to pasture. No, no, no. I can never do that. I could never stop, amen, challenging to see changes in hearts. lives i want to see a revival in my generation i want to see the i want us to get the white hot fire of the holy spirit in here like it used to be in the holy church of god when we had a dinner downstairs and and a lady brought her husband that had been out of church for years he came back to jesus in the morning service and he's sitting down there and he's got the joy of jesus all over his face and I was walking by the table, and he looked over at his wife. He said, Listen, he said, if you go to Brother Venable's church, you're not gonna backslide, you're gonna front slide. And I said, Thank you, Jesus. I've had I've seen too many people backsliding. I'm looking for somebody to front slide. To come back to God, to rise up and walk, to run and not be weary. To get out of the barnyard muck. Somebody said if it waddles like a duck. And it looks like a duck. And it's got feathers like a duck. And it's got webbed feet like a duck. And it's got a bill like a duck and it cracks like a duck. It's probably a duck. Well, there's some eagles doing the same thing. but They don't look like ducks spiritually. Spiritually there is no webbed feet. No, no, because they don't need, amen, to walk in the muck. Amen. Come on. They they are birds of prey. They're the most free bird, and that's why they chose to represent the liberty of the United States and the freedom that we have. They chose the eagle. They chose the eagle for the emblem. Can you say man? I'm so glad they didn't choose Daffy Duck. Amen. I mean, it's hard to be patriotic looking at a duck. Quack, <laughs> quack, 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 quack. Although that 7-Up <laughs> duck had more victory than most Christians. Boom, boom, boom. Nothing does it like 7-Up. The world gets excited, Sean. You get the world at a rock concert. They paid to get in. They didn't go there to sit. Come on. The world worships their God enthusiastically. I went to a Jimi Hendrix concert, B.C., before I came to Christ. at Curtis Hickson Hall. He'd come out and that whole place just was electrified. All he had to do was walk out on the stage. Oh, you could feel the energy of all of those people ready to rock and roll. Come on. It was energized because all the people were in one mind and they were in one accord. And believe me, worship was a curry. But it wasn't this deadpan, watch the show, watch the watch, get out, and go to the restaurant, go home and back in that cage. We were ready. To rock and roll. And when he hit the first string on that guitar, people stood up. They stood up. Can you imagine the preacher picking up the Bible and every was like, whoa! Yeah. There's some churches. The preacher run out the side door and say, I don't know what's happening. What's, I don't know what's happening. I read a story one time. Pastor told it. He said he was associate pastor. His pastor got a brand new belt. And they, 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 he said he's a very tall man. I can't demonstrate it, but said he got that new belt buckle caught on the corner of the pulpit. (laughs) Said he come around to make a point, got that belt buckle caught. It was a Pentecostal church. Got his belt buckle caught, and when he come out around the corner, saying Jesus, and he got the belt buckle caught, and he went round like that and caught himself. And when he comes to himself, the whole church was on their feet shouting victory. (laughs) They thought the Holy Ghost had hit their pastor. They're going to shout with him. Evangelist friend of mine, I'm going to tell you some true stories and I'm going to quit. I'm almost done. Can you all hang on just a little while longer? We're going to praise him. We're doing this in reverse. He's went to Kentucky where I was born. To preach in a tent revival. That a friend of his had set up the tent. It was on the side of a hill where they'd give him the land to set the tent up. Had the sawdust on the floor. Folding chairs set up. Old raggedy sound system. You've been on the sawdust trail. You know what I'm talking about. Old raggedy sounds in a big old tube type amplifier. Big old microphones with porous cords. He said they'd preach two nights. It was dead as a hammer. Nobody getting saved, nobody getting delivered, no enthusiasm. They were all discouraged. He said on that third night, it was his turn to preach. And he said, I preached nothing. I got ready to pray for people and said a lady had come. She looked very well dressed and well healed. Didn't look like your normal tent meeting person. You know, that's, she looked like she's from the uptown church. she come out, she come down for prayer. He said, it had rained and the rain had come under the sawdust and the ground where she was standing was wet. And he was standing on the platform, but when his microphone cord went down into that wet sawdust, it it made a ground. And he said, when I laid hands on her, he said, we created a circuit. And he said, I felt the electricity. Re, re, not the Holy Ghost, this was electricity, real that would light your lamp and light up your other lamps. Can you say, man, these lamps? And said she went, "Wow!" And he said, "I'm telling you, Brother Venable, said when that woman, because she wasn't known to be a shouting woman, she was known to be go to the first church. Never come to revivals. But she come to see what was going on. Went down for prayer. Nothing had happened. All the Pentecostals sitting back. Waiting on the preacher to make things happen. You know, but when she went, wow! He said, they come out of their seats. And he said, revival began. Yeah. said, we were there till midnight. Preaching and praying and shouting and singing. Next night... The woman was sitting in the front row with a bunch of her friends. She said, I got a testimony. I got a testimony. He said, okay. This time he had dried everything out. He didn't give her the mic. He held it in front of her mouth. And she said, I didn't believe in none of this Pentecostal stuff until last night. She said, Last night I thought I'm going to go down and ask for prayer for my back. And she said, I went down there and she said, I'm telling you the honest to God's truth. It felt like electricity. <laughs> and he said, Pastor Venable, he said, I'm an honest man and I'm not prone to embellish. <laughs> but he said, I just didn't have the heart to tell her what really happened. <laughs> hallelujah he said he said revival broke loose we had more people coming and coming and coming and coming and you know what happened when they begin to release their faith instead of just sit in complacency and wait for something to happen then the real electricity began to move the real power of God began to move now, he didn't go out and and find some way to shock people to get it started. (laughs) But you can do that with a Hammond organ, hitting a high C, to try to get the emotions high. Faith does not depend on emotions. Because, I don't know about you, but when bad things happen, my emotions are not above it. If I get a call, the highway patrol comes to my door and said, you're, Are you Mr. Robert A. Venable? Yes, I am. Your wife has been involved in a traffic accident. It's very serious, and they have airlifted her to Tampa General. I'm going to tell you what my emotions are going to do. I'm not going to say, Well, I trust God. Be, I'm, I'm in the middle of a program now. As soon as it's over, I'll drive down there. And you're not either. That's not faith. That's silly. We're human beings. My emotions are going to scream. Oh God. Fear is going to grip me. What if Pamela passes? Oh God. Oh God. But if I call upon the Lord in spite of my emotions, peace and confidence is going to come. Hallelujah. I remember preaching, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivereth them out of them all. I preached it hot and heavy and hard. And I was wondering if anybody got it, if anybody really got it. Because you don't always see in the audience, but sometimes in a life circumstance, you find out who got it and who didn't. George and Patty Suarez's daughter was involved in a motor scooter accident. They took her to the hospital, university community at that time. I heard about it. I headed for the hospital. They had her back without her parents, trying to decide how much damage was done on the inside. Whether she was bleeding internally, whether she was in a life-threatening situation. And I remember walking in, and I walked up to George, and I said, George, how's your daughter? I was praying all the way. And he said, they don't know. They don't know yet. They don't know how badly she's injured. He said, but God. And I thought, he's using his faith. He's not sitting wondering why this happened or what the outcome is going to be. He's actively proclaiming his faith in God before the doctor says a word. He's already trusting God with his daughter no matter what. But God. It's bad, Brother Venable, he said. But God! And I thought, I'm going to come right alongside him in faith. He's already there. If the Holy Ghost rises up in you, faith will come up in you. Hallelujah. And it won't be you pumping water. It'll be the water pumping you. Can you say, man, glory be to God, hallelujah. How many want to see a Holy Ghost revival before Jesus comes? hallelujah before jesus comes how many how many want how many want a personal revival before jesus comes look down at your feet i don't see no webs between my toes no don't take off your shoes just ain't no webs between your toes amen amen I mean, a couple of you may have it, but you know, most of you don't have webs between your toes. How about your mind? As a man thinketh in his heart, and heart is not used as spirit there. Not in that context. That's not the heart, your spirit It's not used as your spirit there in the Old Covenant. It's your mind. As a man thinketh. Where are you thinking? Where's your thinker? Where's your thinker? Where's your thinker? Where's your thinker? Your mind. Put off the old man in what? Put on the new man. No, no. Put off the old man and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then put on the new man. Can you say man? You can't put on the new till you put off the old. And you can't put on the new until you get under the word of God and start applying it to your life. But then you can put on the new man. And you can fulfill the scripture if any man be in Christ. He's a new creator. You're already new on the inside. But you've got to work out. Work out doesn't mean work for. Come on. You've got to work. Oh, with Pentecostals got it so crazy wrong. You can't work for it. You can't merit it. You can't get nothing from God unless you come to the throne of grace. And if you bring merit, even the merit of your faith or your holiness there, you're disqualified from being there and God will kick you out. We went to pray for an old saint that wore her hair just right and her dress long enough to drag the floor and her sleeves down to the, down to, and no jewelry and no makeup. Didn't shave her legs, and I'm sure the underarms weren't either, but it's okay. I never seen that. Doesn't matter. So sanctified, you wouldn't eat devil's food cake. Got a cancer on her wrist. Could have had it taken off at a dermatologist. Stood in faith because I'm so holy, so virtuous. God is obligated to heal me. It spread and spread. And when we went to pray for it, it stunk so bad it would gag you. Until it killed her. Young woman came down to our church. Didn't wear her hair like that or a dress like She wasn't in a miniskirt or indecent. She just came to church because her brother had a back problem. He had come to Christ in our church on a visit to some other people and got healed of his back problem. His sister came to church when she came to visit Tampa. And she nobody told her that you had to have a, a degree of works and a degree of this and look like that. That that. You could get saved, that you could they told us we couldn 't get filled with the Holy Ghost until we got sanctified enough. I like to have never got the Holy Ghost. you know why I like to have, i mean I got it, but i i wasn 't renewed in my mind i didn 't know I had it. I had it. everybody tried to give it to me, turn loose, brother, hang on, brother, turn loose, brother, hang on, brother, turn loose, brother, turn loose, brother. hang on, brother. And then they say, Well, if you're not free in the Holy Ghost, you're not pure enough. You're not holy enough. And I said, How do you get there? How do you get there? I had a Beatles collection, this big, I got rid of all my Beatles albums. I had already given up cigarettes. I quit cussing. How do you know he quit cussing? Because I hit my thumb with a hammer and I didn't say what I used to say. Can you say man? <laughs> I like the way God saves us and then He sanctified us. young man came to our church, got gloriously saved, had a tattoo of a naked woman on his arm here. Didn't have much money. Couldn't go and have it removed. But he was embarrassed by it. Summertime, he's wearing a long sleeve shirt because he don't want nobody to see a naked woman on his arm in church. He's got a new master. Well, oh, I love it when God changes people from the inside and it begins to work to the outside. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> he said, Brother Venable, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I knew I couldn't stand to walk around as a Christian with a naked woman on my arm. Amen. On. He said, I went back to the tattoo artist one last time. And I told him, put a dress on that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, I don't want no mini dress either. I want to come right down to the knees. I'm a Christian. Oh, somebody say glory. Hallelujah. Young woman, come in. She's bound. She's lost. And she's sick. And she had been saved long enough to qualify for the Holy Ghost to get holy as the rest of us. See, the blood couldn't possibly make you holy enough. Christ can live there, but the Holy Ghost can't. God can live there, but the Holy Ghost can't. Isn't that an amazing thing that God the Father and God the Son can come into a sinner when they get saved, but the Holy Ghost can't? Where do you find Him holier than God? Where do you find Him holier than the Son of God? That's your doctrine. That's your denominational persuasion. That ain't Bible. And I'm glad that she got in the healing line, in the salvation line, before she got in church and got taught that she wasn't worthy to receive. And kill her faith. Kill her faith. Just kill it. You ain't worthy. You're going to have to get worthy. So don't come before the throne of grace. Come before the throne of merit. There are a lot of you in your mind need to get renewed to the fact that you can't use your goodness. You see people that you feel are disqualified for God's help because of the rotten attitude they have. Don't you ever, don't you ever put yourself in a position that I'm good enough to receive, but they aren't and they aren't and they aren't. Because if you're coming to a throne of grace, that's un merited favor that's why you can come with such confidence and bold i don't mean you can sin without consequence it does mean that you can't merit the blessing you got to come humbly and boldly in the sense that it's his finished work on the cross that's the only qualifying factor for you to approach god or receive anything from him how many can agree with that today it's only through the blood of jesus Hallelujah, you'll never get holy enough. Well, she hadn't been deprogrammed. She just heard that God would save her, God would fill her, and God would heal her. She came down to receive Christ as her Savior. She went back and sat down, came back again to get filled with the Holy Ghost and got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I thought, dear Lord, they told me I had to get holy enough to get it. And she's done, got it. I was afraid to speak in tongues. I wanted it so bad, I was afraid it would be me. And they told me I couldn't get it till I was holy enough, and I just didn't feel holy enough no matter what I did. Then she come and asked hands to be laid for healing. And then I got a letter from Nova Scotia. And you know what it said? Pastor Venable, I want to thank you for preaching God's truth. I came to visit my brother because God healed his back in your church. And I got saved. I got filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I got healed all in one night. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, don't patty cake. Do not patty cake. You may need to be healed someday. And you need to come like she came. Just as I am. Without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come. Can you say amen? You'll never be worthy enough in and of yourself. There's no place of sanctification so pure. Paul said among sinners, that don't mean he was sinful. He said, I've been one of the worst sinners of all time. I'm the chief of sinners. Because he considered the worst sin is when he egged them on and authorized the slaying of the first Christian martyr. But he said, By the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. We gotta get renewed. We gotta get renewed. We gotta get renewed. We gotta get our blinders on. You've got to push these things out. Look neither to the right nor to the left but let thine eyes look straight on before thee straight on before thee straight on before thee brother Willie would you come and get ready to receive the offering at this time when I introduce myself on radio I introduce myself as I've always been not just because of radio I'm a pastor evangelist I mean, no, I'm not an MC up here just coordinating the church activities and fitting in my little 20 minute spiel. Did you know something? You wouldn't be here if I was that kind of preacher. You wouldn't. Because you can get that there a dime a dozen, a dozen a dime. Amen. You can get your little religious fix all over this city get your little one hour quick fix your little entertaining convenient and you'll be comfortable you won't be challenged and if you're never challenged you'll never be changed you'll never be changed where sin doth abound his grace does much more abound So it isn't the sinfulness of the world that is holding back the revival. Amen? It can't be. Grace trumps. Not Donald either. Amen? Grace trumps sin. It isn't Satan. God trumps Satan. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. You ain't got no reason to rejoice that demons are subject to you through my name. He's a fallen angel. His defeat has already been sealed. Can you say, man? So it isn't sin and it isn't Satan. It's self. It's self. How often they, it wasn't. Pharaoh and his armies he took good he took care of them didn't he he took care of that army God trumps circumstances and forces but what in essence tied the hand of God and made it look like their god had forsaken them what did what what did, what happened for forty years psalm seventy eight Forty and forty-one. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness? Yay! Everybody say self. self. They turned back. The covenant people turned back, and they limited the holy one of Israel. I would have brought them in in forty days, but it took forty years. And it took a new generation. That was the number for a generation then. Forty years. A new generation came on. A generation that didn't have the ghetto mindset. They had been prisoners so long. They wouldn't cross Jordan. They wouldn't take down that city and claim their land. Come on. That's exactly what was wrong with them. And God wouldn't, without any faith on their part, He wouldn't do anything for 40 years until that generation died out. The ones that brought the evil report. Their are walled cities. See, the reasoning mind. No faith in God, no focus on God. No remembrance. It said, you know why that they limited Him? It said they forgot the hand of the Lord that brought them up out of the land of Egypt one translation said they forgot his love his power and his faithfulness can you say man so they stopped short and they it. everybody say self, self. the only re- reason revival is not occurring is Christians with a spiritual ghetto mentality i am the way i am i hear the word but it doesn't affect me i do not apply it and when trouble comes for all practical purposes i'm like any worldling without god no i hear it from your testimonies i know you got eagle wings you get knocked down we all do but you get back up Amen. I'm going to give you a test. Nostalgia. Real quick. Nostalgia moment. Weebles. Remember? They wobble. <laughs> Come. On. Are you old enough to remember weebles? You're not old. I know. But you still. Your mama have some weebles or what? Weebles wobble. But they don't fall down. But they don't fall down. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Persecuted. But not destroyed. Perplexed but not in despair. (laughs) Hallelujah. Knocked down, but not knocked out, one translator says. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Let it rain. I I want that song. I want us to just do that. We're not going to try to do it completely backwards. But during this offering, how many people have ever had an encounter with God and you drank of that water? How many recognize your physical limitations? And how many know that that if we keep trying to pump the water, we're just going to wear ourselves out and never see the move of God? But if we are going to use our faith and let the water begin to pump us, we can pump all day and keep on pumping. We can pray all night and keep on praying. Amen. There will be a wheel within a wheel. We used to sing about it. I feel a little prayer wheel turning. And I know a little fire is burning. Just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. And we were convinced at the end of the song, we added a chorus, all right, all right, all right. Everything is going to be all right. Can you say (laughs) man? I'm here this day to bless you. Stand up, my children. Walk with me. Follow me. For I am the way. Seek my faith. Be diligent. For I am guilty. I will never leave you nor forsake Thank you, Heavenly Father. Wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what that interpretation is saying. Actively begin to pursue me and seek me. And, and the Bible said, seek him till he come. That means once you set yourself, seek him till he comes and rains righteousness on you. For he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. So something's going to have to give if you set yourself to seek the Lord for the victory and the answer. Your circumstance is going to change or you're going to fold because God is not going to back off or back down on His promise. Can you say "Man, Nor His provision nor His purpose. Glory be to God. Amen. Would you ask the blessing on gift and giver?